You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan and Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. How you guys doing, man? My name is Josh Greer, a.k.a. Josh G, a.k.a. J Greer, a.k.a. Juice. <laughs> My name is Josh, too, but I'm Josh Coleman. You can just call me Josh. J Greer, before we even hit record on this, we were talking about social constructs. Yeah. Can you go in and about social constructs at a national level? At a national level. When we're talking about social constructs at a national level, I feel like what a lot of people fail to realize is what's rooted within the foundation of America's system. So when you get these systems, and that's when you get these social constructs that's created. And the foundation of America's system is white supremacy. So when you have white supremacy, you get these social constructs that are created to keep white males in power of this hierarchy that they've created. So you get constructs like race, you get constructs like gender, you get all these types of constructs because it's almost like I used to, I read this book one time and a quote, a very powerful quote in that book was, the master's tools will never dismantle the master's sheds. So what that's saying is these constructs that are created are tools to keep them in power within this hierarchy. So these are the types of systems that we have to understand. These are the type of social constructs that we have to understand. If if we want to first, that's I feel like that's the first step in trying to achieve change in some sort of way. We have to be able to understand these constructs. Not not just understand. But I would say even take a step back and recognize. Yeah, them. exactly. Yep, exactly. Recognizing them, seeing them, and recognizing them before anything is is the the very first step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. D- yeah, you got to realize that it's also these tools are the ladder that built their economic base. Mm-hmm. You said how it's race, ethnicity, all these factors that people turn a blind eye to. It takes away from minorities that don't have an economic base. They built the tools to make sure that their education is always superior. Mm-hmm. So now it makes other minorities, blacks especially, struggling to find a good school. Mm-hmm. You, that can go into, as a kid, you have to do a choice school. I can't go to the school in my neighborhood because my mom doesn't want me to have an education that isn't really invested in by the government. Mm-hmm. Trying to get shipped off to a school in a different area, You're trying to use one of my neighbor's addresses to just go to a proper school so that way my future can be bright. And and I would even go I would even go to say that when when we're talking from an economical standpoint, black people and enslaved people built this nation economically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it was inventors. Built, it it was it was built on our back. It, it was it was built on our back <clears throat> to build this nation up economically because you got to understand when you're talking about things like like trade and, and production and things like that within slavery that's where a lot of these things were produced you know like slaves are in the slaves are in the in the cotton fields picking this cotton so that way it can be used as capital and it can be used as trade so things like that just like small things like that you have to understand that's how this nation was built 
The foundation. Yeah, the foundation. So, so it's already yeah. been set in oh, place, yeah. oh, and now yeah. we're talking hundreds of years mm -hmm. that, that has already set the scene yeah, for something. exactly. And so now there's already this huge disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Starting from way generations mm -hmm. prior. Yeah. And, and now we're playing the game of catch-up. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I like how you said hundreds of years because this is what I, what I always try to get across to people's heads. I was just telling my friends this at lunch is mm. people don't realize slavery was around for about three let's say about 300 years more more than that 300 years right and it's been around for yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. you ain't gonna cut it short exactly gonna cut it short it was there exactly so it was it's there. Like, if you have a system that's been around for hundreds of years hundreds and hundreds of years right people don't realize we america has more of its history and sla slavery has been around america longer than it hasn't been around you get what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you feel as if these systems aren't still in play? You know, like when people say uh, racism is dead, it's 2020. Well, first off, what have you done to change it? You know what I'm saying? And how is this system that's been in place for hundreds and hundreds of years just going to go away within the past, mm -hmm. let's say, 40, 50 years? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how long we've been living from out of, out of segregation, and I would argue even less time than that. Yeah, it's always been the inventions of blacks to make sure America keeps growing. Mm -hmm. You gotta understand, not having an economic base, you're trying to create things that make your life easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The air conditioning unit, Frederick Jones. Yeah. You got the Almanac Benjamin Banneker, Almanac. Yeah. He didn't yeah. know, he wanted to make sure he knew how to talk. Yeah. Yeah, William Grant, Colonel Ross support. You don't want people looking in your house. I don't want people looking yeah. in my house. The stoplight, the stoplight. Gary uh, Gary Morgan, I believe his name is. Gary Morgan created created the stoplight. You know what I'm saying? Like the these elevator. Thing, these things that we use every single knob. day, every single day, were created by black people. And they, the fire extinguisher. Say something else. Say something else. You know what I'm saying? Like these things were created by black people to economically. First off, to economically advance ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like let's let's put it into perspective. I'm I'm starting a black business, starting a black owned business. My Sorry. ultimate goal is to economically advance my people, but then these inventions are almost swept from under our feet, mm -hmm. and it's used to economically advance a people that's had that has oppressed us for hundreds of years. And that's because the wealth is in majority of their hands mm -hmm. you make an invention you have a creative idea someone comes with a check you're like okay i can help my family and i can get all my dreams right now yeah yet later down the road your invention is making millions yeah. because you was trying to solve your problem yeah. that you having right now exactly and and i've i've seen that i i even want to say that it even goes past just being black now we're looking at even just economically uh I'm trying to think. There was a certain invention where uh, someone—it was a telephone. I believe it was—it was, it was a, an Italian refu or Italian immigrant, mm -hmm. and someone Alexander Graham Bell, yeah. like kind of like swept in mm -hmm. because of just like having the economic advantage of being able to pay for something yep. just right then and there. Mm -hmm. And so now you're looking at a bureaucratic system that has already foundationally built up the walls that it needs to keep out some versus others while they're staying in. Mm -hmm. I really like that you you brought out some inventions. I think that's a great point to point out. Uh, Jack Daniels, um, the whiskey, yeah, was actually shown to Jack Daniels by someone that was black. What? Yeah. See it. that you and it, the crazy thing and we about be getting it, late. yeah, exactly. <laughs> we knew how to do it. We made the right drink <laughs> and that, just like that and because they're above t the age of twenty one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, and the funny thing about that is these these inventions that can create economic advancement and generational wealth, 
know what I'm saying? Like if if the if the the man who showed Jack Daniels this whiskey, if he was the one who was able to take credit for it, he was the one to to get make the money off of it. That's generational wealth for his family. So so okay, now now that we have a foundation of showing basically advantages versus disadvantages, mm -hmm. let's fast forward it to 2020. Yeah. Where are we now with this? Across all these institutions, you have minorities, especially blacks trying to create their own businesses. I feel like the problem within black-owned businesses being able to reach the heights that they can reach is within the black community. Black people do don't support black people, and that's a problem. I honestly feel it's not because we don't want to. It's because it's always trying to make sure you're trying to support yourself at the same time. You got to think about it. If my white peer starts their own business, their family can throw money, make sure it's coming up, and they can ask their friends. They have financial wealth already there to give. Yet, you start a black-owned business, hey, it's my first shirt that I'm selling. It's $10. I ain't got $10. So their growth, their growth is slower. But see, to, to highlight on what you just said, how you said, you ask, you'll ask a brother, hey, hey man, I got these shirts for sale. You know, I'm just trying to start my own business. These shirts are $10. All right, I, man, I ain't got the $10. But then you got 20 to go buy some Nike, though. You get what I'm saying? It's like we, we put our, our money and our resources elsewhere than keeping the dollar within the black community. You're, you're prioritized. Yeah. It's being prioritized Ex exactly. differently. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. I, I, I see how the idea of blacks don't support blacks now. That, yeah. that makes more yeah. sense, because yeah. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. When, you, when you say that right off the bat, that yeah, makes when you no first, sense. Yeah, when you first say it doesn't make much sense, but then when, when you break it down, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm starting to understand that. It's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm putting other things over my people and the advancement mm -hmm. of my people, ultimately. And we don't see it like that. A lot of times we don't see it like that. Yeah. Let's let's narrow it down now mm -hmm. to now UNC. To UNC, okay. We are a predominantly white university, mm -hmm. right? And, and I'm saying this correctly. Yeah. Uh, PW PWI so predominantly white institution. institution institution there we go yeah, that's yeah, what I knew yeah. I was saying something yeah. wrong. okay <laughs> again so, predominantly white, white yeah, predominantly white, white. Institution. do you know the the statistics on this uh we actually just did this the other day at BSU we are if if I get this wrong I don't want anybody trying to crucify me right because they were trying to do it the other day to me but it's I it's either before he says it, a lot to a little. Yeah. And I bring those exactly. numbers. Exactly. I, I believe it's either 3 or 4% of the students on this campus uh, identifies black students. And that number would go to about, I want to say, I'm going to do the math. Yeah, let's quick. do the I'm math. I'm do the math really quick. Let's. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all. And we are an unrepresented group. Yet we will tell that the Latinx, they do have a large group up here and mm. they are still underrepresented. Yeah, most definitely. Just yeah. on this campus, any minority group is underrepresented. Yeah, and see what that what that rounds out to is about 500 students. Okay. About 500 students, and you have to put that in perspective of there's about 12,000 to 13,000 students on this campus. Yeah, right. think about how it is in the classroom. Yeah. Being only black male in the classroom. Mm -hmm. every, Max, every, maybe three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And you already know them because you yeah. didn't see them all three years yeah. here. I know right. you being in the same class. <laughs> Ain't nobody new. Yeah. So, without putting names out mm -hmm. there, what is something that you have experienced that, that goes on this realm of what we're talking about that you've experienced being at this university? People scared. 
scared. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So fear, like, like what you're walking down the street and they don't want to talk to you. They, they don't make eye contact. What is scared? Scared on this campus is I can be asking for a pencil in class. Scared can be me just trying to hold the door. And it's like, it looks a fear that you see. Mm-hmm. That person who does the action does not see the fear that we see them show. But it's there. Can I feel so? Oh, wait, I thought you was about to do something else. Not saying that they'll recover. Oh, yeah, I'll give you a pencil. Because not everyone's heartless. Holding the door. Oh, let me grab that. Oh, wait, I thought you was going to do something for you. I'm just trying to be a gentleman. At the best, in the wreck. Oh, can we play with you? Oh, no, the team is full. Mm-hmm. So you're on court one and court two. That's where it comes to. It can be a battle. Nope, we got courts one and we got courts two and we're going to play. Because mm-hmm. we're going to make sure that we can commune and fellowship with each other. Mm-hmm. One of the things I would say is the lack of catering to uh, to marginalized students on this campus. And what, what that means is because, so where we're talking about systems, to refer back to systems, when you're talking about predominantly white institutions, predominantly white institutions have the same foundation that America was built on because that's how they started as a predominantly white institution. So when you're coming into these institutions, how are they gonna cater to your people and people who go through a common struggle as you if you're not the predominant group? So like when a lot of times when you hear faculty speaking of, you know, the, the students the that students, they are trying to the, help. What students? Because we're not we're not the majority. Mm-hmm. You know, on this campus we're the minority. So what students are you are you truly catering to? Like for example, this is one example I always like to use. Um, a simple thing like black hair care. That's something that's really big. That's not something that's really big. With our, within our community. Yeah, within Just our community. got a few. Yeah, we got, got picks now. Yeah, you, yeah, we got some picks. We got, we got some, some picks and some brushes. Some color, exactly. <laughs> so it's like something as simple as that because... They got Miss Jessie's too, I think. They got Miss Jessie's? Yeah, they got Miss uh, Jessie's. I, I, I never use Miss Jessie's though. They got I a little nice little curl <laughs> thing on them. I, Cantu's not good. Just if anybody's nah, hearing this and that. they ordered something from that. the bookstore, Cantu does not work on our hair. It doesn't. I'm just giving you that heads up right now. But like, and if it works on your hair, it's not good for the health of good, your hair. Yeah, exactly. So it's like one thing that you have to realize is when we're when when you come to a campus, when you come to a school, now it's a it's one it's a culture shock that you gotta realize. Two, I'm not from the same background as this person, and now I have to live my life on this campus. You know what I'm saying? Like now I have to navigate through these spaces that I've never navigated through before, and there's nothing to cater to me to help me get through these spaces easier. Mm -hmm. So like when I bring up the topic of black hair care, if I can't even do something as simple as do my hair properly. Hygiene. Exactly, something as simple as that. If I can't even get, if this campus can't even even cater to something as simple as that to me, then how am I gonna be able to navigate through these spaces? How do you feel comfortable at this point? Exactly, exactly. So I'm the president of Black Student Union here on campus. Ultimately what the Black Student Union is, is it's an all-inclusive group. So it's not only for black students, but what we encourage is um, black students, students of color, but it's it's ultimately for anybody. If you're for the culture, we're for you. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we want allies there, anybody there who is for the culture and for uplifting and motivation and motivating and advancing our culture. And what it is, so we meet every Wednesday 
um, from from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. in the Harrison Den. And ultimately what this group is, uh, what I like to describe it as is a home away from home for, for black students. Because when you come to a when you come to a predominantly white institution, you have a lot of different things thrown at you, and you have for a lot of us we have to navigate through these white spaces, and all we see are white students, and you don't get you don't get to see people who look like you, and when you start to see people who look like you, it makes you feel a little bit safer, it makes you feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, like it makes you, it makes you want to succeed more, if that makes sense, you know, like when you're surrounded around people who look like you who are all shooting for the same goal that gives you that motivation. So that's that's what we that's what our foundation is built on is being able to create that space for black students and being able to ultimately what I want to do what my goal is to, is to see everybody uh all all of us graduate. All of us graduate, all of us go into the real world and all of us just be able to advance ourselves, advance our culture as a people. I am the senator for the Montford College of Business. With Student Senate, I collaborate with multiple different colleges on campus. Uh, my focus is mainly inside the Montford College of Business, making sure that all the programs go well and making sure that students feel included. Yet I serve on the board with the rest of the senators of other colleges and we address the issues of all students on campus, no matter their race or color. Yet while doing that, I make sure that I represent minorities, understanding that only 4% of blacks are on campus. Only with Latinx, there is, I believe, 20 plus percent, yet they are underrepresented. To our Asian Pacific, underrepresented. To multiple other cultures, underrepresented, yet predominantly white campus. And so we throw events to ensure the inclusivity and equality for all students on campus, and that's by serving on the Student Affairs Committee. Mind you, if you listen to that, that is an open committee, and anyone can be a part of it. You do not have to apply the position to try to get an event that brings everyone together on campus. Mm -hmm. And so while I serve on that committee, I helped throw the tailgate last year, and we're constantly throwing the town hall to hear the students' voices. Because students, as soon as they experience a problem, they'll rather tell their friends, go home, and just let it ride out and hope that it's scooped underneath the rug. But my job is to grab those issues and those concerns and make sure that progress is being made and pressure is being applied in the places necessary. And so I collaborate with Jay Greer. Jay Greer, yes sir. I collaborate with ASU and I make sure that different clubs and organizations get a platform to speak. Mm -hmm. As well as we're doing SPA right now, trying to make sure that people who have ideas get funding trying to constantly bring money to the campus, but bring a sense of belonging to the campus. A lot of people leave UNC and feel as if they don't want to be a UNCO bear their whole life. They just got here and got their paper and got out. It's about making sure students actually get left home for a reason to find a home.